You are listening to Open Little Doors, Episode 7, Imagination Land, Part 1. Welcome to Open Little Doors, where we share ideas on using play, storytelling, and imagination to help you motivate, guide, and connect with your child. I am Julie Janice, one of the founders of Open Little Doors, and your host for our podcast today. Hey everyone, we hope you all had a great week and a great 4th of July. I know for us, we kept it pretty small this year because of coronavirus, which was a little different since we're used to big gatherings, but it was still enjoyable. Well, I'm here today with Mindy and Merrill, and today we're going to dive into what Imagination Land is, which is a huge part of our Play Together program. And uh, you've probably heard us mention it a few times in the last few episodes, and we are finally going to break it down for you so you know what it is and how you can do it with your child. So first of all, what is Imagination Land? I love Imagination Land. And the reason that I love imagination is because I like things whimsical. Fairies, dragons, unicorns, um, mermaids. We also have our, uh, our cars, our Imagination Land cars. But what Imagination Land is, is it's, it's a place that's as real as your, you and your child's imagination. Your child can think it's a real place or they can think it's just a pretend place. Either way, it's magical for them. And so what Imagination Land is, is we, we, we kind of break it down into several things. We've got our Imagination Land, our Imagination Land set, and our Imagination Land friends and figures. And so with our Imagination Land, what it is, it's, it's all those things combined and it all sits in this nice little contained box with some props that help create the land and with some figures that you use as your Imagination Land friends. Lots of people have said it's kind of just a imaginative uh, playset, and that's kind of what it is. And it's uh, Imagination Land, you can go buy things for it, you can buy a perfect box for it with you know, new toys, new figures, or you can also just gather up what you have. The concept is having kind of an imagination world that is all set up and ready to play with and to explore with. So whether that's something that you buy and put together or something that you just keep in a box that you can easily pull out and use as a special time with your child or just a special time for your child to have on their own. A lot of these ideas that we've been talking about, about play in previous podcasts and about guided play, the imagination land sets are just perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are the perfect set where they are able to, or children are able to play out their emotions and play out situations that they may be going through in their life. And it's essentially like the imaginary world in this imagination land should be connected to our world. And our goal with this is that uh, we want the lands your child create to have real and imaginary elements so they can be able to enhance their ability to play and explore. So now that we know what Imagination Land is, how do you go about creating Imagination Land? Because I know, Mindy, you mentioned some of the props, and Meryl, you also mentioned that as well. Um, So how do you go about creating one of these lands? The nice thing about an Imagination Land set is it can kind of be whatever you want it to be. In our Play Together program, we've kind of broken out some some things that you can do as far as purchasing, some things that you can do at home, um, you know, do-it-yourself sets or done for, well, done for you sets and that you can buy the different components. But basically your imagination land set is 
you know, for some kids, it might be a dollhouse. For other kids, it might be something that they create with their Legos. The way that we have set them up in our home and that we have done with our grandkids is they have a box in which it has different props and then different figures. We've kind of, in our Play Together program, we've broken it down into four categories and we tailor all the different play scenarios and the letters that we'll talk about a little bit later on um, to these four categories. And the categories are dragons. And we have found both female and male dragons. We have some dragons that are girl, very girl dragons and some that are very fierce and they're really fun. So dragons, we have fairies and we have unicorns and we have cars. I think as you look at creating an Imagination Land set, it's good to keep in mind some of the other guidelines that we've talked about with any choice, that it's, it's nice to have things that are versatile. And that's one reason that we kind of chose those four categories um, is that dragons can be more masculine, more feminine and right in the middle. So, I mean, most kids have, you know, boys or girls can go either way with, with different ideas and they can explore and play more. And, and if you have a range of things, so you want to have some bigger, some, you know, bigger figures or like bigger dragons, smaller dragons, bigger cars, smaller cars, so that you can play out different power struggles or different situations. If you have a big car and a little car, it's much easier to play like a parent and a child or a teacher and a child. So just the, the variety helps. It is also good to keep in mind the age of the child. So if you have a younger child, if you have 15 cars, that might be overwhelming for what they can really play with all at once. So maybe just start with three or four cars. And as they grow older, they can add special cars to it. When we started with our Imagination Land set, we had, um, we did, buy new things. And so we had dragons and fairies, and then we'd had some other dragons previously. And since my kids are a little bit older, they immediately added things to it. So our set continues to grow as they find other characters that they want to add into the Imagination Land world. My grandchildren all each have their own sets. And as we started it, we didn't realize how much they would pull these sets out. They'll pull all their sets out into the family room and spend hours having the characters interact with each other from the different imagination lands. That's they fun. also have <laughs> saved their money and bought additional figures to go to their sets and different accessories to have for their sets. And they're fun because a lot of, a lot of sets are tailored after a movie or or a show and so their characters already have defined personalities and they play through scenarios that they've seen on television and those are great things that's great play too but something that's unique about the imagination land sets is they really do create it all in their imagination it's not something that they've seen before so they really use a lot of creativity in creating their imagination land yeah it's kind of fun to play with each of my children with like our dragon set in particular and the fairies and they they will assign personalities from the way that they think the characters look and then to turn around and do it with one of my other children and they assign completely different personalities to the same dragon and fairy and so it is fun to see their creativity and the way that they interpret the different characteristics of the dragons and fairies too that's so fun 
I love the creativity and imagination that they are having. And I'm really big about creativity and imagination that children express um, and, in their, and in their play. And I'm really big about the do-it-yourself imagination land sets um, where you basically, it doesn't have to be something that's super expensive. You don't have to go out to the store and buy a bunch of new toys. You could just use whatever you have at your house, or you could even get parts of nature, um, some rocks or leaves outside or some recycled parts um, like cardboard and plastic bottles or um, whatever you can find that can be um, added to the imagination land set and your child could imagine it to be whatever they want it to be. And you can even take some craft supplies like paint or glitter or something like that to decorate a little bit more to bring out more of that imagination and enhance that creativity. So in the Imagination Land set, we've now created this world. And now we want, I want to talk about who the figures and the friends are and what exactly are those. So with the set, we have usually some sort of box to keep it contained. And we've seen sets that have been created just out of cardboard boxes, like Julie mentioned, and they've been painted and they've added sticks and flowers and moss, things from craft stores. We've had sets like the... Um, decorative storage boxes that have been used. And within the sets, they have put props. Um, we found that reptile aquarium accessories. You can find some great caves for dragons with that. You can find a unicorn cove. So we've used those things and the kids have used clay or they've glued rocks together. They have actually created doors to their imagination land sets as a door between the imaginary world and our real world. So once they've got those sets set up, then you want some figures that represent their imaginary friends. Now there's a couple ways that children look at this. There's not a right or a wrong way. As Meryl mentioned, if you have if you have a younger child, you probably only want a few figures and you want figures to represent um, older brothers and older sisters or parents and then younger children and then you are younger ages. And as they get older, they'll want more and more accessories. And I've seen this with my grandkids that have started out with a few and then they've saved their money because they wanted to add more fairies or more dragons or more unicorns. And so these, these figures are the actual plastic toys. And the friends are the real, I put that in quote, people in imagination land. And those may be the toys that come to life when the child is away, that's how your child may see it, or they may represent actual friends that live in Imagination Land. So now that we know what Imagination Land set is, we got it, we got our figures. Now, how do we introduce all of this to uh, children? I think a lot of this depends on what you want to do as a parent. Um, remember that one of the main reasons for this Imagination Land set is so that you can play with your child and both just spontaneous play about things that are important to your child and then also so you can do guided play so you can address specific issues that you feel like you need to talk to your child with so one of the things that you have to consider as you introduce your child to imagination land is what kind of set do they want are they the type of child that wants to be involved they want to look online at the kind of set that they would like the figures that they would like the accessories the box that it comes in 
or would they just like to be surprised? And you may look at your family budget and you may say, you know what, I want to pull all of our stuffed animal teddy bears and I'm going to create a stuffed animal teddy bear imagination land. Or you could say, you know, we have got all these cars and I'm gonna use the car imagination land, these cars, and I'm gonna go find a new toy garage at a thrift store. And that's gonna be the box or the, the backdrop for them. And so you may wanna involve your child or you may want to surprise your child. In our Play Together program, we've got um, a treasure hunt that you can take your child on to help them find imagination land. And then as introducing your child to imagination land, we have what we call a letter exchange between our real world and imagination land. And we will really hit on that on our next podcast. You'll wanna make sure that you listen to that. But one of the things that really brings this imagination land to life is that it represents some imaginary creatures in another world. I mean, you think of how much fun families have with Elf on the Shelf and, you know, the Elf coming alive. Well, this is kind of like that, but it's there for play and for guided play. And it helped. And with this letter exchange, your child starts to feel like they're really, these aren't just toys, they're friends. They're people that can help them and that they can relate to. And it really creates a special and unique type of toy for them to play with. I like how Mindy said, as you think about how you want to introduce this to your child, that you do consider what your child wants. And it can be as easy as saying, hey, I thought it would be so fun to set up just kind of an imagination land, like a playset that we can play together at special times. Do you want to make one with me? And if, if you think they're the type that wants to be involved, and then you can go through the house and you can gather up some special toys, find whatever they want to be special. And it doesn't have to be all the same. You don't have to have just cars. You can have cars and dinosaurs. You can have any mix of things. And you don't have to assign what's going to be the parent or the brothers and sisters. That should be completely chosen by your child. And it can change every time they play. It probably won't stay the same. But I love how Mindy said, the first thing is to consider what your child wants. If you think your child would just be Maybe they are having a couple rough weeks dealing with COVID-19 or with school being out or something and you just want to surprise them with something, then set it up right in the middle of their bedroom. Something, if you can, something new. If not, something that you've kind of refurbished and pulled together. Or if you think they would enjoy, you know, having an art project that you work on together, do it that way. But in Play Together, we'll have some ideas of ways that, that you can let these imaginary friends kind of give them a letter or a treasure hunt to introduce them to to it. One thing that's kind of fun about this is if you have older children in your family, they can also help set this up if you want it to be a surprise for the younger child. So like with our family, um, mostly it's just my youngest daughter that's really into playing with the Imagination Land set. So my older daughter helped me come up with a treasure hunt. So we left little notes that were kind, that were from the Imagination Land figures or kind of a live version of the Imagination Land figures, what we would call the friends that said, you know, oh, we're so excited to meet you. You get to come on a treasure hunt to find us. And then she left all the clues so that my daughter found the first, the first note on her pillow and then was led around the house to, to find them. And it was, it was fun 
because it helped pull the family together because they, she was, my older daughter was working on a project for the younger one. And then it made her more invested in spending some time playing together with the set as well. I love all those ideas. And, you know, there you go. That That's what Imagination Land is. And you can tell your child about it and uh, maybe they would like to create one themselves. And once your child has their Imagination Land set, just have fun with it. Let your child play in it, play uh, in the set with your child, get familiar with it. And next week, we'll talk about how you can use this Imagination Land to do some guided play. And we'll touch a little bit on letters as well. All right. We hope you all have a great week. Take care. Play, storytelling, and imagination are very powerful parenting and child development tools. And if you want to know more ideas on how you can incorporate these tools, you can visit our website at www.openlittledoors.com and sign up for our Wednesday Wisdom emails and also check out our Play Together program. We can't wait to hear from you. Come play with us.